0: It's time for our view from Australia. Very pleased to welcome back Adam Dawes, uh, Senior Investment Advisor at uh, Shore & Partners. Uh, Good morning, Adam.
1: Good morning, James. How are you today?
0: All right, thank you. Nice to have you on. How's uh, Australia this morning? Uh, Are you warming up towards summer yet?
1: Yeah, we are. We're, we're certainly, uh, yeah, with this week, we've got uh, this weekend is uh, 30 degree plus. But um, obviously, uh, that's obviously flowed into our share market today. Our, our market's up 100 points today. So getting ready for a good weekend.
0: And uh, what, are, what are your thoughts uh, overnight with the ECB uh, putting up uh, interest rates? Uh, people looking towards uh, next Fed, uh, next week's Fed raise right, uh, rise or not. Uh, where, do, where do you think it's going yeah. from your, your position in Australia? Look, I think here in Australia,
1: we've probably got maybe one or maybe two more interest rate rises. I think the ECB was right to raise uh, rates. They didn't say that they're finished, but they're getting close to being finished markets will like that markets like the idea of that that interest rates and we can see the top of the hill but i certainly think that the u.s uh with this oil price moving higher is certainly going to tick up, uh, be a tick up in inflation and hence they might need to uh continue to raise interest rates but here in australia we'll probably see one or two um before the end of the year so yeah it's it's it looks like inflation is going to be around and going to be stickier for longer than potentially expected
0: Uh, Talking of that oil price, uh, you know, there's a lot of of chat this week about whether it's going to hit the $100 a barrel uh, mark. Uh, Is is that looking likely from your perspective?
1: Yeah, well, crude rose about 2% to settle around US 93.70 after touching around 93.89. So it's its highest since uh, November 2022. Uh, we, we do know that Saudi Arabia and Aramco are trying to get a line off of uh, from Aramco, around about $50 billion worth they're trying to, trying to move a line. So they will uh, continue to keep that oil price nice and tight, if not going higher towards $100 uh, to get that uh, line of stock away. So, yeah, it definitely looks like um, both of uh, the benchmarks as well as uh, oil output is going to going to continue to rise and it won't be too long before it gets close to that $100 mark. So, again, it's going to hit inflation and uh, could be a little bit messy for, uh, especially here in Australia, we've got $2.30 a litre prices at the moment. With our Aussie dollar going lower and higher oil prices, it's certainly hitting the back pocket of, of motorists at the moment.
0: And the US, of course, worrying about... Uh, those fuel prices Uh, is there anything that the US government can do?
1: Well I mean the usual is uh, you know to give rebates or tax you know uh, concessions to you know motorists and things like that but uh, we did see over, the, over this week France actually saying that they're going to stop concessions for motorists but then start to tax the highway operators or the, or the road toll operators uh, to, to continue to get that money coming in. So, look, I think the US government certainly, uh, we're coming into their winter, so lots of oil heaters that they have and they will continue to sort of suck up the oil as much as possible. But, yeah, the US has got a hard job to try and uh, temper that that inflation as oil prices do rise.
0: Uh, Turning specifically now to Australia, um, Australia's biggest business organisation says employers will be on notice over how they move to outsource work after that landmark High Court ruling that Qantas illegally sacked 1,700 staff during the depths of COVID. Uh, That story has Mm. quite a resonation at the moment uh, across Australia, right?
1: Yeah, Qantas is fighting a couple of battles on all fronts as far as that uh, Alan Joyce, the uh, CEO, had to step away a little bit quicker than expected, as well as then, you know, if you're an investor in Qantas, Uh, You know, you'd be, you'd be very happy. They've, they've returned back to profitability. They're paying a div, or going back to paying dividends and they've got a $500 million buyback. Uh, so look, things are looking actually good as an investor, but Qantas is fighting it also on, uh, well, one for the outsourcing they're doing, but also the customer. There's a lot of people that aren't happy about the service levels that Qantas has been giving. But definitely Qantas did argue that it was a commercial necessity that they had to uh, outsource uh, all of those jobs. And they did, they did say to the court that outsourcing would deliver an annual cost saving around about $103 million and eliminate around $80 million in capital expenditure for ground handling equipment. But the federal court obviously determined that it was okay, but they will still need to look to pay compensations or fines. And this is going to be one of the largest rulings of its kind if it does go through um, going forward. So Qantas definitely has to be very careful to balance its social obligations plus its cost rationalisation. I think they've got too many, fire, too many fires to uh, try and put out at the moment. So it's a tough job for Vanessa Hudson, which is the new CEO coming into Qantas at the moment.
0: I mean, you know, Qantas uh, obviously cut itself off effectively from the rest of the world so in a similar way to Australia itself during COVID. Has it been quite mm. a bounce back really for uh, Qantas? Have they come back in, in a good way?
1: Yeah, look, I think they have. Is Certainly, the, the, the amount of demand for uh, migration is starting to really uh, uh, tick up here in Australia. But also, the flights, we're seeing a lot of Chinese tourists now starting to come in. Uh, Southern China is now set to fly daily into Brisbane as holiday demand certainly spikes. So, yeah, you can definitely see that uh, tourism is returning back to Australia. Qantas obviously is in the box seat for that tourism and, 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 and grabbing a lot of that dollars, although, Dollars, but they certainly have been in the press for uh, Qatar not ableing not allowing Qatar to put extra flights into Australia. That has been something that has uh, been um, yes, yeah, sort of hotly contested here in the press here in Australia. But yeah, I, I do think that overall demand has come back, and which then means Qantas should do well but they obviously had to get out of that COVID or that post-COVID demand. Now, that started to sort of uh, come back a little bit now that everybody's gone to Europe or America and things like that. But it'd be interesting to see how they can, um, yeah, Qantas can fight some of those fires on all different fronts. It's going to be very difficult.
0: Interesting to hear that China Southern uh, is uh, going to be uh, flying into Queensland. Um, you know, the the links, as we were saying earlier on in the show, between China and Australia are strong, and it is kind of vital for Australia's economy that you do get those uh, Chinese tourists back, right? Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The, we, you, you, you well know that obviously Australia has a, a population of 28 million, um, you know, but uh, one city, if they open up one city in China, that's the population of Australia that could, you know, basically come hmm. to uh, to here as far as tourism. So it's, it's a huge um, for international visitors. But, you know, Queensland is probably their biggest source of international visitors before the pandemic. And that accounted for about 400, 400 or sort of 500,000 Chinese travellers, which contributes around just to brisbane alone or to queensland about 1.6 billion dollars uh, as as that comes through and we do have the 2032 games coming up as well so um all of these things are going to set up australia we're starting to see that uh, that holiday demand starting to come through and migration is also starting to come back so it's a real positive for australia uh, at the moment
0: uh, turning to other subjects Master Builders Australia has forecast that the construction industry will fall well short of the federal government's revised target of 1.2 million new homes over the next 5 years. Uh, this continues to be uh, one of those uh, stories which just runs and runs. Property is big in in, uh, in Australia anyway. What what are the outlook uh, <laughs> what's the outlook looking like for property and construction? Yeah.
1: Well, I think we got the, the mantle of the uh, Sydney became the second most expensive city in the world to buy a house this week. So I don't know if we're proud of that. Um, however, wow. the, look, <laughs> um, one of the things to uh, to to bring housing prices down is supply, you know, supply and demand. So you supply and yes, the master's builder or Australian building industry fell 160,000 homes short of the country's $1.2 million target over the next five years. Um, the 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 government's target requires about 240,000 housings to be commenced every year for the next five years. And so, look, we're basically saying that there's probably, one, there's not enough workers right. to or uh, skilled migrants to build all of these uh, these homes going forward. So it does mean that the housing market will continue to stay very, very high and very, very competitive. And also, you know, the, the, the younger people, we talk about inflation, Uh, rent here in Australia uh, has gone up 15% per annum for the last three years. So a lot of renters are feeling the pinch from that inflation as well.
0: We'll we'll watch that with interest, Adam. Sorry to cut you off, but uh, running out of time. Um, Thanks very much for joining us, Uh, Adam Dawes, uh, Senior Investment Advisor at Shaw & Partners.